live. You are tagged in. Good afternoon, everyone. We're just halfway through a conversation while I go live. That's all good. <laughs> Welcome one of my very close friends, Josh Saliba. How are you, buddy? Very well. Thank you for having me. Very excited. You're welcome. Um, thank you for showing up. So uh, <laughs> I always enjoy our chats. And as we've said many times before, sometimes you, you sit there and go, oh, man, we should be sharing this stuff. So we get an opportunity to do that today. So I'm excited about that as well. Yeah, no, I appreciate the opportunity. I know we, um, we were talking before that we had you on our podcast um, quite some time ago and got to share your journey. So it's like a reverse role here and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. So let's start with what's going on now. I marvel at what you've been able to do in the last couple of years. I mean, without going into the detail of how driven you are and how much energy you have, and anyone who's met you in our local area would already know that, it's the it's the parts that, that aren't necessarily from, from that drive, but actually from how you've positioned yourself to the point where not only did you launch your own real estate agency at the end of last year, or start of this year, end of last year, yeah. but you actually had success and you've grown in that six months. And also looking back prior to that, a year before when it was also a difficult time, how you managed to, to find that growth. So what can you share us, just some, some tips that maybe not specifically real estate, but that people will get that will help them to continue to set themselves up for what are uncertain times? Yeah, look, I think um, my favourite quote, and I think I've mentioned to you before, is you can't control the waves, you can just learn how to surf. And um, I took that on board well before COVID, um, you know, in, build, in, in going down the path of looking to build a business and wanting to start my own brand. Um, you try and control everything. So you try and say, well, you know, I want everything to go a certain way and, and this is what I'm preparing for and this is how I want to see things happen. And as we all know, it, it doesn't usually pan out that way and uh, a lot of different curveballs get thrown at you. And, and like I said before, the waves come and you, you can't control them, so you just learn how to surf them. So one thing I, um, I did early on was I had a plan and something that I would love to see happen and then I just took it day by day. Um, the one thing that I've done the most is I've just taken a lot of shots in terms of it's the Michael Jordan quote, you just keep taking lots of shots and see, see what happens. So I've just been doing a lot of that really, to be completely frank, um, been having a go, seeing what's gonna happen and it's been pretty good so far. I've been uh, quite a lot of loyal clients, which has definitely helped with the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, anyone that knows you in this local community, well, I'd say nearly everyone knows you in the local community. <laughs> uh, even I was doing a, an event in, in Hornsby and I had my testimonials there and you were one of them. And Julian yeah. Lesser, member for Liberal, he goes, yeah. oh, he works with Josh. And I'm like, yeah, yeah like, like your name, yeah, spreads far and wide. So how yeah. have you managed to make sure that within your community and, and for those watching yeah. who business community yeah yeah what you do is very yeah. much this era <laughs> why even so high <laughs> fantastic yes they've seen you now you've got to come back <laughs> yeah come back you just said you, she's just had her hair done so she looks great <laughs> this is what happens when you live at home right you've got to try and do a webinar in your own room <laughs> no <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so 
cause I had. <laughs> you're talking about um, you're at an event, you had me up there. <laughs> yes, even if your community's online or is extended far and wide, what what can you share with people on on how you've nurtured that and how that's really helped you in business, but not just business in life as well. Yeah, so in like in real estate, you know, you can go out and generate business by going to find leads in terms of whether it be door knocking, cold calling, whatever it might be. And, you know, you, you off some of the other listings and sales that you've got, people will call you off the back of it. But I thought to myself, like, there's there's got to be a better way to connect with people firstly. Referrals are massive in anyone's business. And when you get a referral and that that client is usually a lot easier to deal with, to be honest with you, like the, the people that get referred to you, there's a, a level of trust there and it just makes the whole process a lot easier. So I thought to myself, well, I want to deal with more referrals and I want to deal with people that are in my, I guess, social network and essentially people that are attracted towards me and my business and something that's a yeah, similar type of person that I am, which is what you and I have spoken about a lot as well, like the energy that you give out, you want to try and attract those people so i thought to myself how can i go and tap into that environment and how can i also help people during that process so the community piece was something that was has been massive for us uh, for as long as i can remember you know we do our market review videos every fortnight that's an update on the market and then we started to tap on businesses at the start of that so just putting the business on there saying, this is a local business, this is what they're about, you can visit them here, and then we dive back into the market. So we're just being a bit of a play on both. And it's worked well because we help those businesses, plus we get some exposure off the back of it to those that business's clientele, which has been massive for us. Um, off the back of that, we did the podcast. Um, the podcast was designed to, again, generate business, build a clientele. What it actually turned into is something that was um, more beneficial for me personally was to hear about people's story in business, which has been really cool. Um, I look at myself as somewhat of an entrepreneur. I mean, I, I don't have any other businesses, but I really enjoy hearing about business, um, the challenges that people have gone through and all those sorts of things. And I just wanted to expose people's businesses. And by doing the podcast, we've been able to do that. And essentially, we get to dig deeper into people's journey, right? And I guess this is similar to what you're doing here in terms of having a conversation with me and, and past guests that you've had. D d d diving deeper into their journey, what are their challenges been, what's been working well in their business. So the long story short, and answer your question, it's all about the community side of it, which has been really exciting. And, you know, we've been able to help communities off the back of it. Yeah, fantastic. There's so much value in that. The first thing you mentioned was trust. And so to me, your, your networking in our community has been about building trust and people know you whether they choose to work with you as a real estate agent or not they know how much you've gone out there and done and how much mm. you have just because you help not because you're seeing any business on the end of it as you've said that takes care of itself by building those relationships now we've got told we had to mention fiona so i know <laughs> you think so much <laughs> She'll laugh when she sees this. She um, will. <laughs> like her, right? She's a business that that you've come in contact with, or a business owner you've come in contact with through your network and your yeah. ability to out and help. Like she says that to me all the time. Like, oh, Josh is so helpful. He's helping with this and this because of the ability to build trust. And now when that building that network of referrals, as you say, yeah, every business depends on that. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it wasn't anything big for us to do that, like in the sense that 
we did the market reviews anyway. So we're like, well, we need somewhere to film the market reviews from. I was sick of doing it from the office. So I'm like, let's go out and try and meet people and do something off the back of it. And like I said, the, the videographer was there. So to put a business at the start of it was very, very easy. So I think the biggest takeaway is that in any business that you've got, there's there's ways that you can be helping other people and it doesn't come at any cost to you and you don't have to spend a lot of money elsewhere and it could be just tapping them in and it's really about connecting people. And then you and I were always spoke, talking about, you know, having like a connectors club together where, you know, people in the local community can come together and essentially businesses can, can, can connect together. And that's what the podcast and the video series that I do actually has done. It connects people together, it connects people, me, with that that business and then I refer them on to someone else and then it, it's bringing all the people together and essentially the people that I'm interviewing are usually the only ones that um, are really like me and relate to me and the people that I actually want to deal with in terms of I guess their energy and their values and their culture and all those sorts of things and we've sort of built this internal you know community connection where everyone's referring to each other and it just gives everyone that great exposure it's been awesome Love that. Collaboration, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Now, you talked about it there. You mentioned around, like, you're giving opportunity for people to tell their story. I think so much trust comes from people feeling heard and whether it's you going mm. out and hearing what people are up to and whether they're, even if they're looking to sell or not, but they want to get some an idea, I'm sure you spend a bit of time there actually listening to their story and what's got what's going on. So on that note, Love to hear a bit about your story. So not everyone is made up the way you were made up in terms of your ability to, to crank the amount of work that you crank out and how early you're up in the morning and hitting the gym and all of those sort of things that, that I marvel at. What what's maybe share a little bit about your story growing up and where you developed that drive. Yeah, um, so Lebanese background myself. Um, my grandparents were immigrants from Lebanon, moved to Thornley, which is an area that I work in, and they moved there, well, three, um, third generations. So they moved there in the late 40s, early 50s. Um, and, you know, my grandfather came out with his brothers and his couple of his brothers, and, you know, each brother came over until the, the rest of the family came over, essentially. And when they came over here, it was just like hard work. That's literally all they knew. And it's the usual immigrant story where they're, you know, in a very small unit or a small house and all living together, working a few jobs and really just building a, a life. And then, you know, like I said, the rest of the family came over. Um, so that's really where a lot of the drive and the determination comes from. I mean, I'll, I'll come back to that. So where the sort of career started in real estate was, you know, I was working with my dad, um, I think it was like 17 or 18 um, just going out, partying, having a lot of fun. And he was sick of me working with him. I wasn't really turning up to work that often. So he um, <laughs> he pulled me up and he goes, oh, I've got you an interview at a real estate office. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, well, I was just going to do whatever to keep him happy. So, you know, he, he, he got me a suit and he goes, there you go. There's your interview and uh, effectively got the job. Um, that was out at Parramatta at the time doing sort of rentals. And then from there, just worked up within that business, um, moved into the uh, previous business in the local area and um, sort of started my own. But the drive and determination really came from family. Um, so not just my grandfather migrating out here, um, but mainly my dad as well. So my dad's had his own business his whole life. Um, my parents uh, divorced when I was quite young, about 10 or 11. And my dad ran his own business. It was a deli. So that was seven days, single father, looking after two kids as well. So I 
got to witness a lot around hard work and what that actually looked like. Um, so he would be there seven days and we'd finish school and we'd go there after school. We'd be serving people. Um, I'd be standing on a crate, taking cash off people, you know, getting deli stuff ready, cutting, cutting the meat as well. So we really experienced what the hard work looked like. Um, you know, from there, we used to catch a bus home by ourselves and make dinner by ourselves. Like we were young at that point. We did all our washing and everything ourselves, and, and that's what we grew up around. We, we thought that was normal and, and what was actually expected. Yeah, what was expected. Um, and then, you know, from there, it was like, you know, weekends were up early, whether it be cleaning the house or working. That Where the work ethic comes from is that point, from my, my parents, um, my dad especially, and my grandparents. Um, and just it was normal to us. We didn't know any different. Amazing. And it's amazing how what's role model to us how easy that becomes and like you said we thought that was normal well it was normal for your upbringing and it's given you that drive and that's that's like so powerful to have that i think as you said you're, you're not alone in there from that migrant story of coming out here and 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 working so hard to make a life for themselves fantastic there's a story that you shared um at your grandfather's funeral unfortunately mm -hmm. only recently which really stuck with me and it said when when him and his brother bought a block of land next to each other and the first thing they did was remove the fence between it and had this mm. communal setup so what what impacted being growing up in that sort of family environment and that sort of togetherness have on on how you have grown up who you are now and how that's positively impacted your business yeah so how i've brought that into my personal life is like my sister um she opened up her own business when she was 18 or 19 years of age so hairdresser uh, straight out of an apprenticeship um you know she approached me and she's like i want to open up my own sort of salon essentially i'm like okay that's cool happy to try and help you out there um so i was fortunate enough to be able to fund that with her um and played a large part in the sort of finance part of that um so the togetherness and what i had witnessed from my grandfather i brought that through with my sister in terms of helping her out with that business now i can't take any credit for that i literally put up a bit of cash and she really took off with that and ran with it and has built an absolutely amazing business like one of the best hairdressing salons you ever come across and um, for someone of her age that she actually doesn't need to work if she doesn't want to but she chooses to and keeps driving that um, my dad has his own drive-through coffee truck um, he's in his 50s now and he started that only a couple of years ago and people in their 50s usually somewhat winding down as well um, yeah. So he opened that up and he's got another one that's opening up in, in Castle Hill So he's already got the one in Dural now in Castle Hill and my sister does all the accounts for him So coming back to my grandfather's story We've tied that into our lives and we've been quite fortunate that we've all got an amazing relationship So I still live at home hence the baby's cot in, in the room. So um, we all still love live under the one household together um and yeah my, my sister works in in his business um and you know we've, we've sort of tied all that together and continue to do so you know my sister myself my dad and my wife we've all bought a house together so we've been quite lucky that we've been able to stick quite closely and um you know we get to share ideas with each other we get to share the risk and we get to share the reward which is really really cool like we're all on this same journey together but we're all achieving things in our i guess our own lives that um yeah like it's just been really cool to be able to be with our family in that environment fantastic 
one thing that I know from people who work hard, that one of the challenges can be then being able to switch off. So for someone like you who's up at, what are we up, what are we at at the moment? 3.30? Is that what time to get out of uh, it was it was three o'clock for a while, and I've I've peeled that I've peeled that back a little bit now. So we're sitting yeah. at four o'clock at the moment. Oh wow, sleeping in. So you're up at four. <laughs> you're off. You're off to the gym. I'm sure there's some work with uh, your your very young son there as well. Um, there's yeah. there's uh, you know setting up for the for the day in your real estate um, agency, but that never stops, right? So how have no. you managed to find that balance so that you are making sure that family is still a big part of your life. Uh, mate, I've been shit at it, to be honest with you. The last, no, I'll be completely frank, the last 10 months since opening up this business, like I have not stopped. It's been seven days um, up early, home late, you know, full credit to my wife. She's been really the backbone to the business. I know that I'm the one that's out there on the podcast and on the videos and on these webinars, but I'm, I literally can take very little credit for it because if it wasn't for her holding that down, then it'd be in pieces, to be honest with you. So look, I haven't been very good at it. The last 10 months, I've been working really, really hard. Um, I've gone past burnout um, and I'm at that point now where we've actually taken, I'm taking a week off next week um, to really, yeah, but it, look, it's, it's probably gone too far. I think COVID's probably pushed me over the edge in the sense where I would have already had two holidays by now and even very small holidays. I didn't really, we don't need to do a lot of travel, but we we just sort of take time off or it's a week off and I get to sort of cruise a little bit. I yeah. haven't done that this year. It's because obviously because of the business and then we had COVID and um, during COVID, I've taken the responsibility to be really an energy giver, not just to my staff, but to my family and to my, my clients as well so i've really been pushing a lot of energy out there and um i guess filling other people's glasses up um and then it's just gotten to the point now we're sort of now i really do need a break um i find it very hard to switch off to be completely honest with you um i don't really have that outlet that i've found just yet where i can completely disconnect uh in my defense i think with a new business it's very hard to do that until you've got people that can really carry the reins for you and a new baby, throw that in the mix as well, right? <laughs> yeah, look, my, my son isn't hard work. Like he's such a good kid and he sleeps well and he eats well. And I keep telling to people, saying to people, I'm like, he looks after us. I can tell you now, like he he really does look after us. He's, he's such a good kid. So he isn't actually hard work. Um, the business isn't hard work either, but there's just, there's like a few things, few eggs in the basket and it's starting to fill up a fair bit now. And until yeah. the business gets to the point where there's other people there that are able to carry it and we've got some amazing staff, don't get me wrong, but no one that's going to be able to do the things that I'm doing just yet. We're working towards it and we're probably three to six months away from having key individuals within the business that can do that. Yeah. Awesome. And I know you're big on processes and processes and systems to make that happen i just want to dial it back a bit because i know so the last 10 minutes 10 minutes 10 years 10 months what am i saying 10 months the last 10 months have been uh, have been quite challenging and you're right when you start a new business that's what it that's what it's like right and you you do yeah. what you need to get it started i think most people that would start would have had a similar very similar experience so yeah. even having the awareness now to know that you have to have that break that's yeah. perhaps something you may not have had in the past uh, no, well, I, actually, I, I have had the awareness, but we've just booked it in advance. And 
I've always had the team around me that I can rely on to say, you know, go and look after the listings and go and look after the sales and look after the clients. I have that now. Like the team, again, that we've got is absolutely amazing. But we, like I, I really do blame COVID for it. Otherwise, I would have already had a break because when, when COVID had hit, I realized that you can go one of two ways. You can just wait for it to finish and wait for COVID to be over, or you can keep pushing through, assume that this is going to be the new normal. And because people were taking a back seat, I knew if I went that little bit harder, people had pulled back 50%. If I went 50% harder, I was going to be 100% ahead. That's how I looked at it. And I saw it as more of an opportunity to continue to grow and really, really grow the business. So I have had awareness about it in the past and I've known really for the last probably two months that I've actually needed a break, but I haven't yep. taken it because I'm like, let's just keep pushing forward. Yeah, nice. What what I love is that no matter where you're up to in the journey, that, that brutal honesty that you are able to give yourself when when things aren't exactly as you know that they want to be, you want them to be. So if we look at it from that perspective, I know you've always been someone who's had goals about where you're wanting to go. So if we look at two things, your life and also now Celebre Agents, right? So you have, you've started your own, but I imagine there's far bigger goals for it there. So what's, what is, how has this last six months helped you look at your future in both of those areas of your life? Um, good question. I'll be completely honest with you. I haven't really looked at it or paid a lot of attention. And, and what, the reason why I say that is that my focus solely for the last 10 months has been to go out there, get on the phones, build the relationships, list property and sell property. That's really just been my focus. And I haven't really focused a lot on the goals. Like I had goals at the start that I had set in place and they're still there. I used to review my goals every every Sunday, but I've just been intensely working on one target in particular, which essentially is a goal, but just to go out there and service clients, to get in touch with people, to grow the business. And I haven't really focused on the, each individual goal. And it's only in the last month that I've started reviewing those again and looking at where we've come from as a business and what we've actually achieved. The last month has been tough in terms of um, because I've been quite drained and, and the energy hasn't been there. So really going back to the achievements has been massive for me. So we, I've got an achievements list and I try and update that every week. And anything that we achieve, whether it be in life or in the business, I'll go and write it on that. So when I go through these tough times, I can go back to the achievements list and really look at it. But in answer to your question, in terms of the goals, yes, they've shifted a lot and the focus has changed, but I haven't really gone back to look at them. And next week, with that week off, that's one of the tasks that I've said is to revisit those, realign those and really get back to focusing on those again. Yeah, and I love that. Because despite the fact that you have been busy and you have had lots on and you've had this really challenging time in terms of how much spare time you've had, that's always in the back of your mind that it's something that needs to be done. And I love what you said about keeping those uh, list of achievements. Too often, I think, in this very busy world that we live in, we don't take the time just to smell the roses, as the expression goes, to really recognise how far we've come. I was working with a client a couple of weeks ago and, and exactly what we did, like start keeping a journal of what's happening, whether it's for your business, as you said, list of yeah. achievements, or just personally, so that when you get to the end of a period where you think, oh, I've just been doing this, what have I got? You've actually 
there's no mistake, right? There's that truth right in front of you. Yeah, well, there's one thing that hasn't wavered despite how busy I've been, and it's the gratitude and intentions list. So every single morning, I'll, I'll go to the gym, I'll meditate in the morning, I'll then go to the gym, and then I'll jump on the treadmill just for 10 minutes, just to sort of wind myself down a little bit from the gym. And the first thing I do when I jump on that is write three things that I'm grateful for, and then three intentions for the day. And that's been the biggest thing that's kept me grounded throughout the whole craziness and everything that's been happening, not just with COVID, but starting starting a new business and the challenges off the back of that and you know with my son Mason and like there's a few different things that we've got going on at the moment that hasn't wavered and I think that so far I've been doing that for 380 days straight so every single day I've been waking up and I've been writing that list and and some days it's little things like I'm grateful to wake up I'm you know grateful to have you know wireless earphones like it's just it might sometimes it's just little things and they yeah. might seem silly but you know there's days where you just need to remind yourself that the little things actually really count and then some days the intentions list is just chill out and it's not three and it's just one one intention for the day which is today being Friday a day off it's like just chill out and just relax. Love that. And doesn't always have to be big, right? Like you said, because then when you're conscious of it and you're doing every day, you're conscious of it throughout the day too, aren't you? You're like, I kind of want to have something good to talk about in my in my intentions and my gratitude the next day. Yeah, yeah, and you look, in, you know, I go back and look at what I did yesterday in terms of what was I grateful for yesterday? What was the intention yesterday? Did I achieve the attention? And you can you can start to read on different days what your uh, demeanor was on that day. Even if you can't remember it, you go back and you're like, wow, the, you know, the intentions for that day were like big, like you really wanted to go out there and make big things happen. And then the day before that, again, that wasn't that high. And, and that's actually okay. So I think yeah. that I've put a lot of pressure on myself in the past to like really be pacing all the time, like really be on it. You have to wake up at this time. You have to work at this pace and you have to provide all this energy to other people. And it's only recently I've started to realize that, you know, you got to make sure your glass is full first. And, yes. you know, Jasmine, Jasmine from our team, like she's amazing. She, again, she's really uh, an integral part of the business and the way that the business runs. And, you know, she must have sent something and it was about two or three weeks ago, she pulled me up and, you know, she'll never, ask she'll never say something's wrong like she always asks me how you're going and all that stuff but she'll say she pulled me up and she goes josh you know you're always going to make sure your glass is full before you fill other people's and i just had this this moment where i was like mate she's so right and i'm like it's good to be a leader and a coach and to inspire and mentor people and continue to fill up other people's glasses but if yours isn't full then you're not able to actually do everything that you need to Love it. And two things come to mind there. You talked about attraction in terms of clients and your network. What you've also done a great job of is that attraction in terms of staff. And I know this is something we talked about way back when. It's getting really clear on the sort of staff that you want to work with so that you can then start building that attraction in. So how good is it that you've now got a, a someone who works with you who is essentially a uh, work-in coach for you? <laughs> unbelievable and like she's and you know and, and she's um she wouldn't think of herself like that 
Does that make sense? Like she's that sort of person where she doesn't come across as that mentor or as that, or as that coach. But I look at her and um, like, you know, I aspire to be her in, in certain areas that she's really good at. Like she's got this calm demeanor that I've never seen in my whole life. And, you know, her, her parents own the yoga studio um, in West Pennant Hills, so Bikram Yoga, which I've told you about. And um, she's really just got that demeanor. It's like very calm, very collected despite all the craziness that happens not just in the world but everything that's going on in business she's got that sense of calmness and then i've got you know another guy within the team justin and i was chatting with him um just last night we were having a bit of a, a chat after work and he's the complete opposite like he's he's very radical and he's, he's very fast paced and he's very energetic but he also forgets things very quickly because he's too busy worrying about the next thing and the one thing that you've helped him with the most is around that coaching piece around you know you've got different personalities that you've got to work with and therefore you've got to um address each one differently and that's been probably the biggest challenge in business is around people and, and understanding that but you know with having someone like yourself by my side we've gotten through some pretty challenging times and i've been quite fortunate that i've been able to whether you call it build or mentor people to a to a point where they've become their own agents and they're earning really good money and they're starting to build their own teams which is which has been really special for me yeah i love that you mentioned there about the coaching and the mentoring i know this is part of your business that again is something that you do now which is purely forgiving to, to spread what you've learned because i know over your journey of real estate agent you found of being a real estate agent you found that you did things differently and you found ways that perhaps traditionally weren't used in the industry and they've worked for you and you'd love to be able to share that with your network so what have you learned by going out there and being that that role model within an industry not just your community where people are actually drawn to what you talk about in your social media and want to ask you all these questions yeah what have you learned about yourself in that journey of really be, being that mentor to many many people um what have i learned about myself like i think that you know you can be a very very influential person by not doing a whole lot and i guess what i mean by that is there's people come to you for a particular reason and sometimes it's not about your podcasts or your, your videos that you do or the amount of sales that you do like something just sometimes it's usually just one very very small thing that someone comes to you and they're, they're attracted to you for that reason. And what I've learned from myself is that, you know, whilst I have my hand in a lot of different pies with the podcast and all the other stuff that goes on, um, you know, it, it's not always about being everything to everyone. Um, and, you know, just trying to figure out exactly what that person is coming to you for and really what they need. Um, you know, again, it's the filling up other people's glasses first. You know, I, I drove that train for a very long time where I was pushing people and pushing people and pushing people. And, you know, it's I still do that now. And sometimes I put, try and push them too far and they're not ready for it. So probably what I've learned the most from myself is that you could coach people and you can train people to try and be better. But it's not until they're ready to do that will they actually go and succeed and will they actually go and drive that train themselves instead of you having to always be that driver and it's happened recently to to justin from the team and you know we had all these training things set up and i've got all these platforms and i've built all these courses and stuff for him and given him the opportunity to do a lot of different things and he's just not ready for it right now he's 
he's succeeded so much in his career and it's only been nine months that he's been in this industry and he's he's doing more than what i was doing at nine months but oh, wow. he's not he's just not ready to go past that next point and we're at that roadblock and that was that conversation we were having yesterday and that's the one thing that i've learned the most is like you know hold people's hand guide them in the right direction i've used like the analogy like put people on the right track but let them walk it instead of yeah. you having to carry them on your back yeah, I know that's something that we talked a lot about in the early days, wasn't it? It's like not not everyone's wired the same way that you are and have that ability <laughs> to keep going forward at 100 miles, miles an hour. And, and so I love how you shared that because I think that's something that for me I've been talking about recently is if you're ready, well, then take that action. If you're not ready, that's okay as well because you need to be able to just give yourself that time and patience and be able to step away and just be kind to yourself through that. So yeah. for having, for how, what a blessing for him to have that person as a leader in yourself that can identify that and say, well, that's okay. I'm sure that'd be different for many people's experience where perhaps they're getting pushed into places that, that they're not ready for and that doesn't really tee you up for success. No, but it's also about understanding the person and their personality as well. So with, with someone like Justin, he doesn't need the pat on the back. He's got confidence and he's willing to go out there and have a crack. So with him, yeah. it's not me patting him on the back. It's like, mate, that's not good enough. You're not where you should be. Um, here's the platform to get there, but I'm not going to do it for you. And then there's other people like Jeet, a new guy that we've popped into the business, and his confidence is a little bit low. So it's about building his confidence up. It's not about saying to him, you're not at the point where you should be, or I'm disappointed with you know, the fact that you're not where I think you should be. It's more about saying like, you're doing a really good job. Just keep moving forward. Small goals, you know, small, small achievements are going to be massive for him and really highlighting those. So that's been the mass, the biggest thing that I've learned within myself is that you just have to adjust your dialogue a little bit, right? You know, you, you've yeah, got to stay yeah. on your own track, be, be, be yourself, but then there's different dialogue that you use with different people. Absolutely. Love it. I want to take it right back now. So you mentioned before um, you've, you grew up in, in like your third generation Lebanese. That in, in Thornley, at the time, that wasn't unusual. There was a quite a community there. Yeah. So, so what have you learned by by um, growing up with with that sort of environment, of that really strong togetherness and community feel in at a time where it was probably a different time to what it is now, but perhaps that didn't always fit in with what the rest of society was doing. Um. Yeah. Look, I think that. The one thing that I've learned from that is they just kept on moving forward despite the adversity, despite what people said to them, despite, you know, what they thought was right that may have been wrong to other people and they have made mis they may have made mistakes themselves, which I'm sure that they did. They just kept pushing forward. And similar to what I do myself, like if I've done something wrong, I'll put my hand up and say, yeah, I did that wrong or I made a mistake and, you know, I'll learn from that. And what I've always said to the team and they've always, you know, Justin's always said to me, like, I don't want to make any mistakes. I'm like, look, mate, if we're not making mistakes within this business, we're not moving fast enough. Yeah. And I'm like, it will look silly at the time, but we will improve from it. And it's only a problem if we keep making that same mistake. If you just make the mistake once and you learn from it and you move on with it, I'm okay with that. And that's one thing that I've learned from that generation is apart from their resilience to keep on moving forward, they, again, they just kept on taking shots. 
They made mistakes. They didn't know what was right and wrong. You know, they came over here with a different mentality to what I guess Australians would do. You know, back in their country, they would they did things totally differently. And and what they did over there, they only knew that that was normal here. And again, some people agree with it, some people didn't. But their mentality was, we're going to keep pushing forward. We're not going to obviously do wrong by people, but we're just going to keep doing what we think is right. And again, keep taking shots and see what happens. Fantastic. I think that's one of the beautiful parts of, of Australia is that we have all these different influences now. That some of some of the um, migrant groups have been in the um, been in our society for a long time, and and, and all of their. Uh, qualities of interwoven into who we are and what we do and, and it and it makes for such a, a rounded culture i love it you yep, mentioned definitely. before you went through uh, a period of loss with your parents getting divorced and you've also had some more experience of that lately how have you managed to to be able to deal with that at a young age and how has that helped you at an older age deal with something um quite traumatic as well yeah, look, I think at a young age, uh, we didn't really deal with it. Like I was I was quite young, you know, being 10 and 11. I don't really remember a lot about how we got through that. You know, actually, when it come to think about it, the one thing that I remember the most is that we lived with my grandparents um, for probably 12 to 18 months after the divorce happened because my dad ran his own business and he had a couple of other jobs. So we, we essentially lived with them. We had school just around the corner. So we used to walk from their house to school and we used to walk home from there. Um, so we were quite fortunate that we were brought up in a household around a lot of discipline. Um, and not aggressive discipline where we had to do things that maybe we didn't want to do, um, more more discipline around, you know, eat at this time, come home at this time, watch yeah. TV. Like, but that's just their structure. That's just how they are. And maybe it could be that the fact that they were a little bit older and then when you get to that age of retirement, you know, you have that structure where you do things at a certain time, different TV shows, whatever it might be. But that's what we were brought up around. And that's what I thought was, again, normal. It's like, you know, you do this at that time and, and that's the structure. And I think that's where I've got a lot of the structure from. So I've been quite fortunate that during that challenging time, I was brought up um, around that environment. Um, we got through by, you know, watching what our, my, my dad did in that environment. Um, more recently, the, unfortunately, the loss of my, my grandfather. Obviously, I'm a bit older now and um i have a bit more control of what i need to do essentially um how i got through that you know one thing that i learned about his passing was that he created an unbelievable legacy um and i, I had a I had, and i say this in the podcast when uh, when he passed that i had a bit of a glimpse of his legacy when i first moved into the area for real estate which is about six years ago so I moved into Thornley and I started doing real estate there and I started, I was knocking on doors and I'd meet a lot of the people, mainly the Lebanese community. And they always just say to me, like, your grandfather is a great man. And I'm like, okay, I, I know that, but how do all these people know that he's such a good person? Like what yeah. has he actually done here to show that he's such a good person? And he went to church every Sunday and every time I knocked on another Lebanese person's door, even a lot of the Australian people, like knowing the Saliba name, his name continued to come up. And, and from his passing was that real legacy piece. And when he did pass, the amount of people that had messaged me and called me outside of just, just my personal circle and the people that I know was absolutely amazing. So how I got through that was to realise that what he created during his lifetime, I felt a responsibility to continue moving that forward. Same surname, 
people knew that I was very close to him through the social stuff that I put out there and the fact that I used to live with him and all that sort of stuff. So I, I, I feel a sense of responsibility to continue to carry that forward. And now it was about me before he passed, about my legacy and what I wanted to create. And it still is definitely about that. But it's also added not so much an element of pressure, but an element of responsibility to continue moving that forward. Oh, I love that. And having walked a similar path in that, like, I, I talk about it a lot, like sitting there at my dad's funeral, listening to all these amazing things that he's done and and just thinking, I haven't done anything near that. I need to get my act together. So I think for all of us, particularly if we're parents, like nothing sort of changes your outlook like like having a child when you suddenly think, I've got to be better than I am now and I want to be able to leave a legacy or being a role model for not just them but other generations so that, so that yeah, like my, my life meant something, right, like that I actually had an impact. So how, like, how have you now been able to look at your life differently around that legacy? I know it was something that was already important for you because you already had that real sense of family and, and being able to to be that role model. Given you hearing that and that outpouring of emotion towards your grandfather and your family, what's that help you to see? Look, I, I mean, as you said before, like I haven't really changed a lot. Like ever since that day happened, like I always... I mean, like I grew up that, you know, your father and your grandfather was that role model. And, you know, when I had my son, I'm like, my son is going to look at me and emulate what I do. That's what he's going to think that that's normal. Just like I thought that the work ethic and the structure and the way that life was when I was growing up, I thought that that was normal. So I've taken that again upon myself to say, well, everything I do from this point moving forward, whether my son's still young, he's going to see that and he's going to sense that energy and he's going to see me come home and when I hold him, if I'm stressed, he's going to feel all those emotions and he's going to emulate that, okay? So despite everything that's going on in the world, when you come into that environment where you're at home or you're on the phone with your loved one and all those things, and I've learned a lot from you off the back of that, we had some challenges in, in that space and it's about... And it's it's that, that 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 mentality of you know I've probably kept it inside a lot as well, like not showing anyone that it, things are tough, and you know haven't been expressing that. And that's probably I guess one of the negatives I think of the upbringing is that they the wogs or the lebs that as I was as I would call them they're very strong and they don't show that like they don't show that energy, they don't say something's wrong, yeah. And that's probably why I'm so open about expressing that now when I put my hand up and say, hey, yes, I was wrong because I didn't see a lot of that before. And I've realized probably not just from yourself, but my wife, she does a lot of that. Like she's very open and happy to express the emotions, which is not something that I did a lot of. And as time has gone on, I'm like putting my hand up and saying, look, I'm in trouble, can't do any more. Um, white, you know, white flag, need to take some time off as, as an example, um, but really expressing that a little bit more. I think you've touched on something really powerful there is that when we have role models, then we get a choice on how we look at it. And some of it is just patterning, which plays out where it doesn't feel like a choice. We just kind of repeat the same things. But we are faced with different elements where we get to choose whether, well, I'm going to fight that and we end up just playing out the same pattern or we say, well, I actually want that to be different and I'm going to focus here on having that being part of my world. and you attract a partner 
who brings that in spades, right? Because that's what you were wanting. So I think there's so much value in, in being curious about the patterns that have made us how we are because we can learn so many positives and so many amazing elements of who we are and how that's formed us and how that's allowed us to be successful. And then we can also look at those things that have been challenges and say, well, how can I look at this a little bit differently? So I love that you shared that because I think it's important for people to see, like even someone really successful like yourself, that having that role model in hard work, there's, there's still the flip side of those, those elements that you didn't necessarily resonate with when you were growing up. Yeah, and look, I think that, you know, different things happen in your life that you realise different things. Does that make sense? Like, you know, when I was young, I didn't realise certain things were going on. And now that I look back at them, I'm like, oh, maybe that did happen. And, you know, those things happen for a reason. And then, you know, people come into your life for different reasons at different times and they expose different parts of your life that maybe you didn't actually come across. And, like, you know, your comment about being successful and stuff, like I, I think that I'm really still at the start of the journey I really think that, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg because like every time something big happens, I'm like, I didn't think that could have, it could have gone that far. Like, you know, I was saying, I was speaking to a client this morning and we're talking about kids and you're like, you know, you get married and that is a massive achievement. You're like, great. So good. Spend nine months, 12 months planning the wedding. You get there. It's the best day of your life. Then you go on the honeymoon and then you come back and you have a kid and you're like, wedding was great. Absolutely amazing. But kid? life-changing like completely shift shift the needle and then you start your own business and it's like there's just one thing after another so yeah i don't know where i was going with it but i just think that it's like really the tip of the iceberg sort of stuff yeah i think if we're on a growth journey we need to look at it like that and as you mentioned before we still need to take the time to pause and go well look how far i've come and it's that uh, analogy that, I, that i've read so many times and I, and I use that myself is that when we're standing on on a peak other might, people might see it as a peak when we're standing on it we look out at the other peaks and think oh we're, we're not quite where we need to be even if we're standing on the tallest peak right because of that perspective but then when we look over to the side it's just one peak and there's another one anyway to climb right wouldn't you wouldn't yeah, have any like no, no, it's like one mountain after another, right? You get to the top of the mountain and you're like, okay, well, what's next? And then mm. I, I still do it myself, man. I still look at other people's businesses and I'm like, that is an amazing business. And I think to myself, why isn't our business there? And I look back and I'm like, it's been eight months, Josh. Like, just <laughs> relax, mate. It's all good. Like, you've, you've come a long yeah. way. You've done some really, really cool stuff. There's a lot more to come and you'll get there and you'll make it happen. But square peg, round hole. Like, don't just try and force it. Just keep doing what you're doing. And I say that to the team. And, you know, Jasmine's like to me the other day, you're happy where everything's at with the business? I'm like, absolutely ecstatic. However, there's so yeah. much more that I want to see happen. So I know, but I know that we're all doing the best that we can. We're all working really, really hard. I'm not going to get out there and be frustrated with where our progress is because, um, and I said it to Jasmine as well, I'm like, we will get what, we, what we're ready for. Okay, whether it's God or the universe, when you're ready for the next stage, when you're ready to be super busy, when you're ready for kids and all the other stuff, those things will come. You're just not ready for them right now. Oh, 100%. I love that. And I want to come back to that. Um, what you said before is, yeah, you're happy and you're fulfilled, but you are not satisfied, right? There's so much more to do. And and if you look at, again, I was talking to Fiona. I'll mention you again. I was talking to Fiona about this earlier this week. Life throws you peaks and troughs, and you can either be flatlining where the peaks and troughs are keeping you at a pretty much plateaued level, or you can have the peaks and troughs that are going upwards 
And even though you're in a trough, it's still way above that peak that you had earlier on in your journey. So by yeah. continuing to look at what's the next mountain, what's the next mountain, knowing that it is not plain sailing. It's actually like as you climb up the next one, there's actually all sorts of stuff that's thrown at you. But as you said, you are ready to take it on and you're ready to tackle whatever life throws at you because of the growth that you've made, right? Yeah, and look, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Have a shot at something, doesn't work, big deal. Like, you know, it, it could be a whole lot worse. There's there's worse things going on in life, you know. You know, I, I missed two pieces of business the other day, like two listings, and I really thought I was going to get them, and I was really excited by them. They were, they were clients that I've been talking to for a while, and I was really disappointed for a minute that I didn't get it and jumped on the phone and spoke to another long-term client, and she's like, oh, I've got cancer again. And like she's she's had the the treatments two or three times in the past, and I got off the phone and I'm like lost a listing like big deal like you know what I mean like there was a lot worse things that were that can potentially happen and yes there's peaks and there's troughs and you come across your challenges but all in all if you're still breathing and you're still somewhat upright and somewhat standing then big deal like just get on with it. Yeah, I think that's where some more of that patterning comes in, right? Because it's then sometimes it's easy to say, I need to do that. But then sometimes we hit those blocks, right? So it's important to have someone like Jazz in your team who's who's your coach just to give you a subtle shift if you need to move directions as well. So you've talked a fair bit about energy. Now, for those watching who perhaps aren't completely sure what you mean, how would you describe that in terms of your ability, like, You've only got to meet you and I think energy, right? And how do you then, how would you explain to someone who's like, I'm, I'm not really 100% sure what he means by energy and how you are um, putting that energy out to the world? Uh, leave people better than what they came to you. That's how, and every conversation that you have, leave the conversation, leave the person, the conversation with that person better. You know, throughout COVID, people ask me, oh, how are you going? I'm like, I'm amazing. I'm fantastic. Unbelievable. And there's someone, a tele, like a, a, someone from Telstra, I think it was, that called me. And they're like, you know what? You just made my day. Like, I've been talking to you guys. I've been talking to people all day. It's COVID's yeah. going on. People have lost jobs. It's tragic. I get it. And you're the yeah. only one that's in good spirits. And I'm like, even if you're not, like, I feel a sense of responsibility. Um, so I used to call it CEO, which is like chief energy officer. Like, Love be, the, be the energy giver. Like, why wouldn't you? Why would you want, do you want to go to someone, meet, talk to someone face to face, whether it be in this environment or at the supermarket or on the street that is miserable? Like why be that person? And again, there's tough things going on. People going through tough times, lost jobs, death, all those sorts of things go on in life, but you need to keep moving forward. You need to keep being that energy giver. But again, the one thing that I've learned is make sure your glass is always full. But at the same time, how hard is it? You walk past someone in the street, you smile at them. Like you don't know where that person is going and what that person, what's going through their mind or what they could potentially be going to do to themselves. And a smile can just change things completely. And it doesn't cost anything. Love that. I think it's important for those people who are out there who are one of those people who are walking along and they're the one that's in a down state but that's okay too because yeah. there are peaks and troughs with that as well. There are times where you are not feeling like that and that's okay. You can give yourself that space. Even more reason that when you are in an up mood and you're in that space that you're feeling good, then, yeah, what's the, the, the expression? Make hay while the sun shines. Like while you've got that energy, follow that momentum, in whether it's in business, whether it's smiling people on the street, take advantage of that because everything goes in cycles or 
you know, whatever it is, and and it's making the most of it. You're going to have a down cycle now where you rest, and and knowing you, you'll make sure you like your complete switch off. But you'll come back like Monday morning when you're back into it, probably Sunday, right? Not Monday morning. <laughs> you'll be back. And, and it'll all be go, go, go. Just um, Yeah, look, I'm, I'm sort of a bit worried for the staff when I come back for that week because I'm going to be like really, really super intense. But I, I think that, you know, you make a good point. You know, if, if things aren't going right, it's okay to be that way and it's okay to pick up the phone and call someone. And I think that you've got to have mentors. You've also got to have tormentors in your life. You know, when you're feeling yeah. really, really good, you probably need someone to bring you back down to baseline. And when you're not feeling really good, you get in on the phone to get someone. So I think always stay very level. And the one thing I've loved about, you know, meditation and, and going to yoga and, and Bikram yoga is now back open again, which is a lifesaver. And that's just taught me to just just stay very level. Like, it's okay. There's crazy things that happen. You can get off the phone with someone that, again, wants to sell a property with you. And you get off the phone, you get on the phone to someone after that that doesn't want to buy a property anymore. And like, there's things that happen in life. And it's just like what I put it down to, again, the analogy at the start, like, you know, you can't stop the waves. Just learn how to surf them. And just be really cool, really calm. Give the energy. You know, you, you comment about how does someone give energy. Like, you don't need to force it. Just be happy within yourself. I think the gratitudes list every morning has allowed me to do that because every morning I'm just grateful about three simple things. Like, and then once you do that, you're just happy. That you just you're grateful for that. Fantastic. I love that so much. What I also love is having mentors and tormentors because I've never heard that expression before put in that context. And I think that is such a powerful point, and I want to just highlight that now because when when things come at us that that torment us or or create a, an emotional reaction from us, our general reaction is, "Oh, I just want to avoid that," and we run the other direction. I was having a conversation with a mate yesterday. We were just talking about parenting and all those sort of things, and and to me, it's when we're when we're parents or with ourselves, it's not about avoiding or protecting someone from those sort of things. It's actually allowing them the freedom to explore different challenges and giving and guiding them through that. And the same ourselves is that the more that we can be exposed to tormentors, obviously not to the point where it's relentless and it's and it's um, having a negative impact, but when there's, as you said, when you're ready for that next thing and a tormentor shows up, it just gives us an opportunity to look within and say, Okay, well, there's something here I still need to work on. You touched on on the yoga and meditation. What has been the biggest impact of both of those things in your life? Again, just a sense of calm. Like there's there's chaos everywhere, and in running a business and having a family, and you know, uh, looking after staff and all the family stuff that we've got going on. It's just like it's it's given that given me that sense of calm. You know, someone cuts me off in traffic and I smile. I'm actually okay with it. Like it's fine. <laughs> Go if you're in a rush. Yeah. I don't mind. I'll move out of your way. Where there's people that are like get on the horn and chase them down and be aggressive and all those sorts of stuff. And I just think that you know, life's short. It's really simple. Um, you know, no, the, the, know the ten I, minutes. I'm still on, or to me, it's frozen. Uh, but I will keep going. Logan seems to be firing, so hopefully I'm still on air. Uh, I'll just look at the feed. I can on, hear you. Can uh, you hear me? The phone hasn't caught up to that point yet. Hopefully I'm still on. Um, Josh is reloading now. Was that you or me who dropped out, mate? Uh, I can hear you. I just can't see you. Mm, okay. Um, you were just talking about uh, letting people be in traffic. 
Yeah, no, I was just saying that, you know, some people would get um, annoyed by that and frustrated and very aggressive about it. But just that sense of calm by being able to stay still has, um, you know, that's really just check. That's what the yoga has done to me. It's allowed me to stay still, just relax and just chill out. I love it. Um, to me, it's like uh, it's car karma, right? Like you let people in when they're in a hurry somehow that just comes back to you when you're in a bit of a hurry and then it seems to just open up for you so i love yeah. that really if you had 15 minutes to share your message to the world what would you share um i don't know if i need to take 15 minutes to be honest with you what, yeah. what my message um would be is um look i think just what I've said in the past, I don't think, and just just before, I don't think it's anything different. I think the way that I look at life is just, again, just make people better than what they were when you met them. That's the only thing. Just do that. If you just did that in life, ever like life would be really, really good. Okay, so you know, if you if you go to the shops and you buy something from the checkout, just leave that person better than what they were. And it might just be a quick joke. It might be a smile. It can be something very, very simple. Just do that. And your life will be so much better. And again, it's not just about filling up other people's glasses. And some might think that, you know, you caught your question about how does someone give energy, like stop giving energy, just, just be that, just be that person that, yes. that sort of ge generates that aura off you. And even if it's not talking to you and someone sees you in the street and like little things like sees the way that you walk, like you walk with intention, like just give off that. That's the way that I look at it. Give off that energy. And like, People, some people will be attracted to it and some people won't. Some people will go the other way and some people will look at me and like, he's too intense. Like, it's not my style. And like, that's too much energy for me. Like, I'm happy to sleep in and go to bed late. And I'm actually okay with the people that do that. And I've always said, and, you know, we've always spoken about like, you will attract the people that you want to attract into your life. Okay, so giving the energy off is not about trying to attract more business or be friends with more people. It's actually more fulfilling for me to give energy off to other people because I know that and I'm keeping myself positive. And that's the main thing. The reason why I give energy off is like I want to be that way. And if I meet someone else, I would like for them to be like that as well. And even if they're not, I'm actually OK with that. But I use it as a little bit of a game to say, well, if that person's not got the right energy or isn't happy or isn't bubbly i'm going to use it as a game to try and change that and not about wanting to change them as a person but because i enjoy doing that and i enjoy i would like for that person to walk away and say that was a great conversation or you know that's given me a bit of energy and that's getting me through what i need to get through today and that's probably the biggest satisfaction for me is to see people grow see people change and that's probably why i love what i do so much it's not just about the type of properties that we sell or the people that buy those properties it's about seeing that change seeing that seeing people move forward and do something different with life it's really exciting so much gold in that and what you said there about it's not about um giving away your energy or taking energy it's just being that energy because if we spend too much time in that space of giving up our energy or like trying to like take it's yeah it's not where we need to be we need to focus first on ourselves and what we're going to be for me i love being around you because it brings me more energy right like it's it's that it's like so you're right it's just you find find your people who who you're attracted to and and yeah, and find the value in that. 
Yeah. So look, I think of like weird analogies, like, you know, you're the train, you're driving the train, people can get on the train and get off the train if they want to, but give the energy. So if they want to jump on the train and be behind you and talk to you and be in your uh, circle and then communicate with you and meet with you. And if they want you to be, whether you're uh, being that mentor for them, or they just like conversating with you, let them be on the train. And if they want to get, get off the train, let them go as well. Just keep doing you. Like keep, being if you want to be that energy giver keep doing that and if you don't then that's okay as well but just keep being you keep moving forward and the right people will jump on your train at the right times and the right the people that are wrong at that time will get off the train but just keep moving forward keep staying on that track find the right path that you think is going to get you to where you want to be at this point in time and i've done that by finding people like yourself and having real estate coaches different people within my life that um, keep me on the right path just do that and just keep moving forward wow i love that so the key things i'm taking away from today is it's it's who you need to be first and foremost for everything that you do keep moving forward and I loved what we talked about at the start as well, and you've sort of that's flowed through it. It's building a trust, trusted relationships, being that place of attraction, and not for everyone, right? We don't have to keep everyone happy. We don't have to please everyone. We're just going to do us. And to me, this is at a time where some of our freedoms are being um, reduced or restricted, or maybe even taken away. Really, the ultimate freedom is within ourselves, who we who we are, and being ourselves and. I, I really appreciate you being that today and, and sharing so much of your wisdom. Thank you very much, Josh. No, man, it's all good. Like, it's been an amazing opportunity. And, you know, I have, to, I have to thank you a lot. You know, I've come a long way, not just in business, but in general life because of off the stuff that you and I have done together. So, you know, part of the being on the train and paving that path has come off the back of you. So I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being a part of my life. And, you know, whilst I feel you feel like I give you energy, like you were the one that always gave me energy and you still do that. And, you know, you're that sort of balancing sort of stick for me. So and I, I appreciate everything you do. I think these chats are awesome and I've watched a few of them and I think you got to keep doing them. You're doing an amazing job. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And uh, I think I've said to you before that you know you're on the right track when you're learning just as much off your client as you are from uh, <laughs> off you. So, yeah, I appreciate that too. From you. Thanks, mate. Wrap it up there. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Josh. Done. Thank you.